Hey CG leaders, we are back with our 10th audio training. Um, you know, we did say we would take a break next week, but we're actually not going to be taking a break next week. We will be sending out an audio training as usual uh, to actually cover um, our 40-day campaign and how to go about using that book, um, The Gospel-Centered Community. Uh, well, for today, uh, we want to review first uh, from last week. We're, we're kind of going through some of the feedback that we were given um, over the course of a few weeks. And last week, uh, we kind of asked this question of, how do I get people to talk in my group? Like, how do I just get them to converse? Well, last week we said uh, there were kind of four things. One is to set expectations, um, right? Tell them, hey, like, you know, this is a safe space. Like, we, we want people to be vulnerable. We want people to set expectations. Uh, we, we told you to, secondly, ask follow-up questions to really open up their, their, their minds and their, their voices to follow-up questions. So if they are saying one-word answers, you just ask them follow-up questions. Uh, thirdly, call on people uh, to share, like just choose specifically uh, people that you want to see share. And then set an example by being vulnerable yourself and having your co-leader be vulnerable along with you. Um, you know, just to add to this as well, we just want to remind people that, you know, what they share in the group will stay in the group and really create that safe space for people to share without any gossip or judgment. And again, rem remind people, hey, like, you know, we, we think advice is a good thing, but maybe just not in this group because sometimes advice can seem judgmental or gossipy at times. Uh, well, this week we, we got another feedback, and one of the feedbacks that we got is, you know, I, I don't know enough to lead the group or the Bible study. Like, how do I how do I learn more? Like, how do I, yeah, like I just feel inadequate at times. And, and, and as usual, we have Pastor Sarah joining with us. And so, Pastor Sarah, what would you say to this person who says, you know, I don't have enough knowledge to lead the group or the Bible study. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's a common sentiment that a lot of leaders have. And I think a good start to be a good way to start is to be actually a good listener. Mm -hmm. um, because as we lead, it's important that uh, we understand where our people are at, what they're thinking, what their thought processes are. So I think first thing is to be a really good listener. That's great. I mean, I think, yeah, a lot of times, like, you think you have to know a lot, but really the only thing that you really need to be excellent at is just being a good listener. Sure, yeah. yeah just being able to... So how, how do we do that? How do you actually be a good listener? Let's just say I'm a terrible listener, which I am sometimes. <laughs> say I want to be a better listener. What, what should I do? Right. Um, as a CG leader, I think one thing that's really important is even our physical posture. As you know, we're asking questions and listening to people, you know, just looking at them, making eye contact, nodding your head to, you know, agree with them and show that you're listening. Mm. Um, another thing is, you know, sharing words of affirmation. Mm. You do this a lot, Pastor Eric. You say, oh, oh I think you're right. I think mm. you're right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that makes the other person feel like, oh, this person is really listening to me. And what, I, what I'm saying is valid. And so mm. I think even like a, the way you posture yourself is really important. Um, another thing that my husband does, which sometimes gets a little annoying, <laughs> is he repeats what I say. Mm. And it sounds a little um, awkward to do it, but actually it, it, you'll be surprised because when you repeat in your own words what the other person say, says, sometimes you get it wrong. Mm. And so um, I think it's really good practice to kind of like summarize what they're saying and ask, is this what you're saying? You know. Yeah. Um, and it allows a person to correct you if you're wrong or clarify, you know, what they were saying. Yeah. 
um, yeah, and then following up with questions. And then ultimately, to be a good listener, you have to have an attitude of humility. Mm. And listening is really hard because we have so many thoughts of, uh, that we want to say, you mm. know, ideas and um, knowledge that we have that we don't listen. And I think humility is key because in that moment, you're not thinking about your thoughts. You're thinking about that person's thought process. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So to summarize, physical posture is important. important. Repeating what they've shared is important. Yeah and having an attitude of humility when, when people are listening. Yeah. Did I do a good job of listening? Yeah, you did. <laughs> do you. I get an A+. Plus? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, th- thank you so much for that, Pastor Sarah. I think sometimes we think listening is um, something that all of us should just intuit and just know, but um, but honestly, sometimes it's, it's a skill that we have to develop. Right. I think if we develop this skill, we'll actually be quite, quite good leaders. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, let's move on now uh, to our Into the Bible. Um, you know, this week uh, we actually have a guest preacher, uh, Pastor David Chong, who actually used to attend New Life Fellowship when he was in college. Uh, Pastor David and I met during that time, and uh, he's going to be preaching for us. We're going to be taking uh, a little break from the book of Philippians, just one week, uh, uh, for him to come and speak on the book of Exodus. Uh, he'll be covering actually chapters of 15. Uh, all the way to uh, 17. 17. Uh, it's a lot of chapters, but um, we decided to pull one sort of piece out of Exodus chapter 17 for us to study this week. Um, and so um, we're going to be reading Exodus chapter 17, uh, 1 through 7. Again, that's Exodus chapter 17, uh, 1 through 7. And um, you can go ahead and read that on your own. Uh, you know, circle any words or phrases that are repeated, underline what you think is important to remember. Put an X next to anything that confuses you and just go ahead and share that with the group. Um, but do give them some time um, to read uh, that passage. So, uh, you know, this passage is really about um, the Israelites asking and requesting that God give them water to drink and really them complaining and grumbling. So what, Pastor Shire, tell us, wh- wh- why? what's at the heart of Israel's request and like why, why is that wrong for them to ask? Because it seems like such a simple, I mean, if I'm just asking for water, like, why is that a bad thing? Right. And I think, you know, it's not wrong to ask God for what we need. But here, if you look at the text, they're actually demanding God. It's an imperative. Give mm. us water to drink, right? Mm. And as you continue to read scripture, you can tell that their posture before God is not one of trust, mm. but rather of um, really questioning the character of God. You know, they're arguing with Moses, like, give us the water that we need. And then... You know, they're blaming Moses and ultimately God for bringing them into the desert and wanting to go back to Egypt. And so um, there's nothing wrong with asking God for what we need. But when it comes from a heart of, you know, really questioning whether even God is for us Mm. after he's, you know, delivered them from Egypt, um, brought them and gave them manna and water. They all had that experience. And at the end of the day, they're still really not trusting that God is good and God is for them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I mean my goodness. I mean, he <laughs> he saves them some, from <laughs> slavery. He gives them food and water right. that flies down from heaven, and they're still grumbling. They're still right. complaining. They're still yeah. blaming. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of the context in which they're asking as well, out of pride. Um, 
Okay, so what? How does how does God respond to Moses's request in this? Yeah, and I think you know Moses goes before God. He's also frustrated with the people, mm-hmm. um, and I think in some sense a little bit self righteous, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and but it's amazing that God responds in a way that is so merciful. He tells Moses, you know, take some elders and go across to Horeb, the Mount Horeb, um, Sinai. Uh, which is known to be the mountain of God, right? So basically mm-hmm. go into his presence and, you know, hit the rock and then he provides abundant amount of water for his people. And so I think it's amazing that God would uh, not punish them, but rather supply what they needed. Yeah, that's amazing. Instead of destroying them for their complaining, crumbling, and their, their act of defiance, God actually gives them what they ask for. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, our, our next question kind of moves us into Numbers chapter 20, uh, verses 10 to 13. What, why the jump? Why, why are we studying a different passage now? Yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of finish off the story. It goes to, sh- Numbers goes into a little bit more detail as to how Moses carried out, you know, God's instruction for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I chose Numbers 20, 10 to 13. And it shows actually Moses was not that different from the Israelites and oh, how he responded. Um, he actually goes to the rock and, um, yeah, he strikes the rock twice. Instead of? Once. Oh, <laughs> man. And he calls the people, you rebels. Mm. Now he's like acting like the judge, right? Yeah. He's judging the people when actually God's the one that judges. Mm. And so um, I just wanted you guys to kind of see what happens. Yeah, so Moses uh, responds to them in this kind of self-righteous, kind of like I'm better than you um, right. way. And so he responds to this sin with even more sin. Then. Right, yeah. Uh, and then if you look at it, actually the way he responds is a lot like theirs. And um, God, you know, brings about um, discipline for Moses. He's not allowed to go into the promised land because of this. Mm. And it, you see it's because ultimately he didn't believe. Moses didn't believe in God's goodness. Mm. He didn't believe that the people deserved mercy. You know, mm. like he didn't want them to receive mercy when he's received, received mercy. And so... I think it's um, kind of um, very consistent with our human nature yeah. to um, either be self-righteous or mm-hmm. um, demanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted you guys to kind of see where Moses was in all of this as well. Yeah. All right, so God tests us to show us that he's holy, but why is the holiness of God so important for his people to grasp? Well, I think holiness is something that is... Um, that shows that God is in a category of himself. Mm. He and he and his creatures are completely different. I think once we grasp this idea that this truth actually that God is holy and that his ways are always good, um, that his plans are higher than ours and his purposes are infinitely um, good and perfect, right? And so I think once we um, grasp the idea, then we're able to worship actually in the midst of suffering. Mm. And so I think it's important that when God is testing us, we understand that he wants us to see his holiness. Yeah, that's so good. It's, it's like that light in the darkness. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's that piercing. That's what holiness is. It's the, it's the set apart thing in the midst of um, this, this thing that's kind of the same, right? right? Like the darkness and the light piercing through it. So that's great. Uh, well, that's it for our training today. We we do have some prayer requests uh, and then some announcements. But Pastor Sarah, do you want to tell us uh, some of our prayer requests for this week? So if you guys continue to pray for our East Asian missionary, um, that the Lord will open up doors and 
ultimately you know stop the coronavirus um continue to pray for our 40-day campaign we're going to be talking about community left and right it's going to be good and it's, mm-hmm. it's going to really challenge you as leaders to um, see what community is and why we do community um, and then last but not least uh, Thursday coming Thursday the elders deacons and staff will be meeting with Corey um, from the presbytery regarding the next steps for new life so if you guys could keep that in your prayer that would be helpful oh, that's great all right well let's take a moment now to to pray for those things Lord, we just want to thank you um, just for your provision and your hand over New Life Fellowship. Uh, Lord, we're so thankful that, um, you know, we get this opportunity to do this 40-day campaign. Lord, we pray that you would uh, grow us uh, in deeper, more mature ways as we do life together. Uh, Lord, we lift up our East Asian missionary that you would uh, just really uh, make a way for him to begin preaching the gospel once again. Would you allow the coronavirus to subside? And Lord, we also pray for our elders, deacons, and staff that are that will be meeting with Corey uh, next week Thursday. We pray uh, that you would just give them wisdom um, and and really discernment, Lord, to to seek the future of New Life Fellowship. We thank you in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen. Uh, well, just a few announcements. Um, again, the forty-day uh, campaign is beginning on February twenty-third, which is a Sunday. We're going to be selling the forty-day curriculum. Um, starting this week Sunday so please come and get your copy it's $10 a book if you have married couples in your group you can go ahead and tell them to both buy a book because we want them both to be making notes in their own books Um, but also if you want to as a leader you can go ahead and buy all the books for your group and then just have them Venmo you one by one or, or repay you back one by one if that's a better system um, the second announcement is New Life Kids needs more disciplers. Please make this announcement in your group. Encourage them to serve in our children's ministry. Our children's ministry is one of the most important ministries at our church. So please, please, please encourage your people to do so. Um, makeup training, uh, third announcement, makeup training will be uh, Saturday, February 15th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. So if you have any more leaders, any more uh, people that you want to see multiply, or there are just if you have not made it out, please make it out to that training. A fourth marriage refresher will be on Saturday, February 22nd from 6 p.m. We have very, very limited spots. We're almost full. So make those announcements in your group. Get people signed up because they don't want to miss out on this one. And then last but not least, we have a women's Q&A February 8th at 5 p.m. Uh, and it'll just be a reflection and also a casting into the future of 2020 and the hope that we have in Christ. Um, well, that's it from us today. Uh, thank you for listening and hope you have a great week.